0: Welcome back to Strip Down. I'm so excited for today's call in. I have two major entrepreneurs and parents of twins, Sarah and Arash. They're amazing parents. I connected with them on social media. I love what they're doing in their own lanes as well as parents. They have their twins that just turned two, and I just think it's amazing how much they share on their social, of their personal and business lives. So Sarah Narash, welcome to my show.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Hey, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm, uh, I'm excited. You know, I know we connected on social for a while now, and, you know, I really love how much, you know, you guys share, like I said, about your... Actual personal lives, raising twins, and then also being, you know, like very much involved, both of you as parents and then your businesses and everything. I think it's great inspiration for others to see. So, before we kind of dive in here and I got some questions for you guys, I'd love for you to share a little bit about both of you and, of course, as parents as well as your businesses for my audience.
1: Sure. You um,
2: start,
1: sure. Um, so, I come from a business background. Um, I also have my MBA. I used to work at the Pentagon um, as a renewable energy consultant and I kind of just had my blog on the side. It was a creative outlet and I was really just documenting um, my decorating progress. Um, I had just bought a condo in the city So just kind of sharing the journey and a lot of people, you know, they would ask me like where I purchased certain things. So it was just a tool for me to share information. Um, And then organically over time, it just grew and I came to a point where I had to decide, okay, am I going to, you know, take a risk and pursue this blogging career full time um, or stay, you know, at my job at Booz Allen, which was at the time the consulting firm I was working at. Um so I decided just to as a leap of faith to take a risk and that was 4 years ago so now I've been blogging um and I've had my business style MBA for you know, plus seven years. And I'm also a twin mom, my twins just turned two. So we drink lots of coffee here. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we're it's just we're trying to still navigate the balance between um, parenthood and, you know, having our own businesses.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Like kudos to you guys. I mean, twins. I mean, I've got you know one girl, you know, who's seventeen months old, and she's the love of my life. But it's like same here. You know, being an entrepreneur and being busy and having many businesses, it's like oh my gosh, how do you balance and how do you manage? So I think it's great that you you know you share that and like you know kudos to you, Sarah, for you know like coming from that background and then really having to make a choice and taking that with a faith because I think a lot of people don't understand, and this is why I really love podcasts is like a lot of people look at different, you know, adventures and social media and they think like, Oh, it just happened for them. And it's like, no, usually it started as like a side hustle or something you were really passionate about. And then, you know, eventually it bloomed and it's like, great that you share, Hey, listen, this is what I was doing. And then I kind of had to decide when things were getting really crazy. Like, do I continue on this journey or do I just go to what I was already doing? And you had to take that leap of faith. And I think a lot of times, as entrepreneurs, I know for myself too, you do have to take a leap of faith because if you don't, and you don't seize that opportunity, usually like that doesn't come around again, maybe something else will, but like that actual opportunity. So I think that's great that you shared that. And Arash, what about you?
2: Yeah. And I just wanted to add that Sarah's the CEO of our household.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's what my husband says too. CEO <laughs> of the household, CEO, you know, it's like, yep. it's just like, it's such a real thing and there's so much going on. So I love that.
2: Yes, it's funny. When when Sarah was speaking, our son opened the door and And like wandered in. in. (laughs) Yes, but that's that's the thing about being a parent, right? It's that spontaneity. Uh, Totally. You just got to go Um, with
0: it.
2: Yeah, so for me, I have a business and media background. I um, now um, have run an agency that represents Grammy-winning music producers and DJs. I did a documentary film on electronic dance music. And then as far as social media, I just started chronicling my life my travels cuz i got to travel with a lot of clients and i'd have days off and um you know i'd venture out whether i was in paris or italy or i've curated music for auto shows and fashion shows and i just started just chronicling what i was doing and people seemed to just like it and um and it just kind of grew organically from there and you know there's no big strategy behind it i i just kind of post what i like what inspires me and i'm a big gearhead i love cars and so I started taking pictures of cars and, you know, Bentley and BMW and Audi and these companies really liked what I was doing and then they started sending me cars to take pictures of and, you know, it's just kind of a hobby that I I really enjoy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love that. And again, like it was something that you really enjoyed and had a passion for that, yeah. you know, ended up kind of going further and I think that that's like such a great Message to drive is like I tell this to people all the time when they ask me like, "Oh my gosh, how do I do what you're doing?" or "How do I get into this?" And I'm like, "Listen, it's got to first start with not only the drive and the work ethic, but really the passion. The passion is what drives everything, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like and then, I love, yeah, I love that you guys are both so passionate about what you do, and then of course too that you see on social such passionate parents to twins, which is just amazing. And can you guys talk a little bit yeah, about it? just like you know, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Your journey about with being, you know, having twins and like how it's kind of all been like from the beginning. Because I can only imagine. Again, I only have my, you know, baby girl, but like twins is a whole nother level.
2: Well, mm-hmm. we um posted, you know, we shared pictures of our weddings with, with with our, I guess, our audience, if you will, and people really seemed to like following what was going on in our lives. And we were also very real about, you know, just the challenges in our lives. We we're not so carefully curated where, you know, I, I believe in being pretty authentic and honest. And um, so so we documented then when we announced um, our pregnancy and when we had twins, and then people just sort of came on this journey with us. And, um, you know, I speak a lot about how terrified I was when, when I learned that I was a twin dad. <laughs> I didn't really grow up with nieces or nephews. I actually thought that you change diapers after breakfast, lunch, and dinner
1: Yeah, I saw you only changed it three times a day. Extent, I was like, yeah. Oh, add another zero behind that three. That's Right.
0: right. Oh my gosh. That yeah, is so hilarious. A, lot
2: of, a lot of guys just started messaging me, you know, about being dads. Cause I don't, I guess people don't really talk about that in the dad world. You know, yeah. and, um, they really appreciated, um, my just sharing my experience and, um, yeah. And then it, again, that was just organic. And now I guess I'm a, I wouldn't say a dad blogger, but you know, brands are reaching out to me to, to talk about products for kids and dads and
0: yeah, I love it. Hashtag dad life, you know. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. And I love that you're so involved too, Arash, because my husband is very involved, though he is not one, he can't stand social media, so he's always behind the scenes. But he is very involved, and I think it's so great when you see partners be involved together because it is a full-time job and there is so much going on and there is so much chaos and ways of trying to balance. And it's so important to have that support, to be able to not only navigate, especially your twins, but also be able to navigate each other's businesses and and be successful and keep thriving. So I love that you're involved and that, you know, you're checking out brands and you're like getting in there, you know, getting your hands dirty and everything.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think in the traditional, you know, in the past it would just be traditionally a woman would take care of the kids and she would give up her career and and a man you know would go out and you know make a living and come back home and i think that nowadays you know marriage and having a family is really a partnership you know i why should sarah give up her passions and her pursuits and what she wants to do just because we had kids uh, i think that's you know we we look at ourselves as as partners in this you know, in this uh, household, in in everything that we do, so.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like, important to really support each other and, like, have each other's back because, you know, a lot of times if we have, like, different work trips coming up that involve travel, like, we'll just have to, like, cover for each other because, you know, with twins, it's a little bit harder for, like, both of us to be gone. Um, So we really just try to support each other in that way and, you know, make sure we have each other covered.
0: Yeah. And I think that's great. And I love it. You guys both said that about like the support and the partnership and everything, because that's like a huge part of that, right? Like that's a huge piece of this is like being, you know, that partner, like Justin, and I always say that like we're a team and it's like some days I have to st- step up more and other days like he has to. And it's like just finding right. that balance and understanding that, you know, with each other, I think is key in order to be able to like keep maintaining everything and to somewhat stay sane. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, you guys are both entrepreneurs, so like what advice would you guys maybe have especially for moms to be and dads to be or even new parents that are kind of like in this, you know, and and get, or getting into this? What would be like maybe something you guys have already learned now that your twins are two? That you'd want to maybe share with, you know, uh, parents to be your parents out there as far as like the beginning of the journey and how you did navigate it as partners and being entrepreneurs?
1: Um, I think for me, what I've learned is that it's really important to be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, you know, you could be hard on yourself and really still struggle to find that balance between like giving so much to your kids and also giving so much to your own business. So I think just taking it day by day and really trying to be more present, um, that's something that I've just learned. And it's, you know, I still learn from that and I still take it day by day. And I try not to like lose myself into like, where is this going? Or like, where is this project going to get me? So I try to focus more like day to day and being more present. And that's helped me a lot.
2: Yeah, I think with me, I, I realize having kids makes you realize how quickly time goes by. So my time now is very sacred, and um, you know, as far as entrepreneurship, I think um, agility and resilience, playing the long game, is really important. And don't get discouraged by you know what you see on social media because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, Absolutely. So just keep at it. Keep yeah. at your passion, and that that's what actually, actually when Sarah was thinking about leaving booze, I kept you know I I kept encouraging her just because I knew that she was so passionate about fashion and beauty and writing and her blog that, you know, I guess um, I I told her to jump and take that risk. But I think when you're younger, you can take those risks for sure. And I think as a dad, um, I, I just, you know, created boundaries with work. And, you know, when I'm at work, I'm really focused at work. And when I'm at home, I try not to pick up the phone and, and, or check that email. And that takes time away from being with the kids. So yeah, I think it's that's still not that's, perfect.
0: <laughs> well, of course, well, I was going to say, like, I'm sure there's days where it's harder and you do have to answer some emails and there's some days where you try to be more present because I do the same thing. It's like some days, like a Monday, I always am checking more emails than I want to be because I'm catching up and there's so much going on and I feel bad, but I'm like, well, I have to answer this because this is urgent and like, this needs to be done. And, you know, so it's like, I try to get through the urgent stuff and then I try to wait until after she's napping and like I've got a few hours and I know I can focus without taking my focus away from her but I I agree with you it's definitely a balance and time is so precious and I'm learning that too like I I can't believe Amelia's a little over 17 months old like I'm like wow how is that happening like I feel like I just got through the first year of life and survived you know so it's like it just flies and especially with your twins turning two, like how does that feel for you guys? Like, is it, is it like a, is it another new venture? Do you guys feel like, okay, now we've got this, like, like, what is it like as a partnership for you two with the twins hitting this next milestone?
1: Um, I think that I honestly feel like a little sense of relief. Um, I think that in the beginning I had like mom anxiety and I was like constantly worried about everything. Um, And I think that as, as they get older and become like more mobile and more independent, I kind of have like a little bit of sense of relief that, okay, they're going to be fine. And I can focus on like them, but also focus on like other priorities that I have as well. Yeah. And I think it also gives us a chance to also like have more time together as well, like making a, making us a priority. And like, it just takes more planning when you have kids. So just planning ahead, like for date nights or like quick trips together.
2: Yeah. Um, we took our first trip In three years since you found out you were pregnant? Yeah, we
1: we took our first trip recently, and it had been, like, three years since we had gone on vacation together. Wow. Um, Whereas, like, before kids, we were traveling, like, every other week together. So it was, like, a huge difference. So I think that we learned that, okay, it just takes more planning, but we have to, like, make us a priority too.
0: Yes, and good for you guys for, like, going and doing that because I think it's true, like, a lot of people – don't make that time, and they, you know, and, and they don't want to, you know, um, put their kids and feel like, oh, okay, I, I can't leave them, or I, you right. know, I'm afraid to do this, because, like, I know I've totally been, you know, guilty of that, too, and it's like, you're right, it's so important to have me time, it's so important to have partner time, like, all of that is just as important to keep everything else, you know, moving and flowing, and especially to, like, be able to give back to yourself, so good for you guys going on yeah. a trip, where'd you guys go? I-
2: I'm also a big scheduler. I, you know, on Fridays, uh, I'll try to sit Sarah down and say, all right, here's our, we have a notebook and here's our plan for the next week. What appointments do you have? What travel, what photo shoots, for example, do you have? Um, I try to always plan something for the weekends, whether it's a dinner, whether it's going out with friends or going to a movie. I just, for me, I need that sort of thing to look forward to at the end of the week. And I think that's really important.
0: Right. Absolutely. I I mean, I think that's well said. And I mean, good for you guys, again, you know, for going and taking that trip and, and, and being able to schedule and kind of look at each other and go, this is what we need to do. And I love Arash that you're a scheduler, because my husband is very similar too. he's always trying to schedule me. And he's like, this is what we need to do. Or like yesterday, I said to him, you know, I really want to do a deep clean on the house. And like, I want to do it and then have a cleaning lady come in after we kind of do our first run of a deep clean. He's like, okay, let's go through each room and like put a date on each room that we're definitely going to finish before 2020. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's very much like the scheduler. And I think it's important to have that kind of mix and balance in your relationship because like I'm way more creative and I could see like what I want to do and like what I want to get to, but I don't necessarily think about the pieces that go before it.
2: And that's why you compliment each other, right?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I love that. Like, that's like, you know, you and Sarah too. Where did you guys go? I'm so curious. We
1: went um, to Cabo. We went oh, to Oh, yeah, so nice. Up. It was our first time in Cabo. So we stayed for like, it was like four nights.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, but it was awesome. The weather was great. The food was amazing. It's, and yeah. it's point,
2: You know, we were able to, not that we're not connected, but we were able to reconnect without the kids, without that looming responsibility over your head. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we love being parents, but still, you you know, there's always a kid that wakes up in the middle of the night. There's, you're, you're really giving your energy to these two little people all the time. So
0: when
2: you're waiting, when you get a chance to sort of step away and just hang out with each other, you know, it's amazing. It's great.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's so great of you to say that and be vulnerable and honest enough to share that because I think again, like Sarah was saying before, there's like a lot of mom anxiety and mom guilt and like parent guilt in general. And a lot of us don't have these open conversations saying like, you know, I need to be able to reconnect with my partner. It doesn't mean I don't get to connect with them at home, but it's a whole nother level when you get to spend that one-on-one time with them and get to invest that time back in each other and be like, wow, you know, this is what we had before our kids. And it's like amazing having your children, but it's at the same time, it's such a world different you know, life difference. And so it's important, I I think, to share that and be like, hey, we needed to reconnect, we need to spend time together, we got, you know, these few days together, like, good for you. Because I think a lot of people are afraid to even say that I know I've had those moments where I'm like, am I a bad mom for saying like, I need a break. And now I finally like, just say to my husband, when he comes home some nights after a long day at work, I feel bad because he's had his long day. But I'm like, I need a break. I need to go upstairs to take a bath. I need to disappear. Like, you know, like, and it's like, it's totally okay to feel that way in all different shapes and forms. And I think it's great that you and Sarah are on the same page that you can say to each other, hey, listen, what are we going to do to reconnect in a whole nother level? Because it's so important for us and our relationship.
2: Yeah, and actually a friend of mine, uh, a friend of ours just had a baby um, about a year ago and they were asking me for advice. And for me, I need sort of my, Arash time and Sarah needs her Sarah time. I think that's really important. So whether it's you going, you know, stepping away to take a bath. For me, I love the bookstore. I love sort of, you know, sitting in a corner and reading a book. Um, it, Sarah thinks it's weird, but I love running. Aaron I just I like driving and listening to music in the car. So sometimes I'll just go, you know, pick up groceries. But for me, that's. But that's, he like
1: loves. I Aaron, love it. You so, know, like, I love giving him errands. Um,
2: I, it. I like yeah. doing her, like CrossFit classes. You know. Uh, on weekend mornings. And so I'll get up early and watch the kids while she sleeps and she'll get up and she'll watch the kids. I'll go to my class. Maybe she'll run out and have lunch with her sister or, you know, get her nails done or whatever. But those, those sort of um, pocket, pockets of of moments that you have by yourself is important.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Definitely. And I think again, like another really good point is like not only the connection with each other, but also the alone time. I was like me yesterday, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to get my hair done. I need to just relax and like chill out. I went to Newport. I like walked around. I got my hair done. And like, you know, we're right outside of LA. So it's like an hour and a half away. And I don't normally do that. But I just needed to like get out and like drive and be on my own. And I've been in it so heavily lately with my daughter, which I'm loving it. But at the same time, again, I needed a moment. And it was just so nice. And I came home like late last night. And I just felt so refreshed. And he was like, did you have a good day? Like, do you feel better? And I was like, yes, thank you. You know, and it's like important to be able, like you said, to have yeah. those pockets of moments to give to yourself and also to your spouse. And I think that that's great that you guys both have tapped into that. I'm curious, did you guys know that early on? Did that come from parenting? Like, there's advice from others? Like, I'm just curious because it was very hard for me to find that for the first like six months or so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me too, it was like hard to find that, like I would say like the first year, but um, it's something that I think over time, like we just talked about, like what do you need to like be happier or not just, not happier, but like, you know, more like stress-free or what do you, what's like, what's going to help you, relax
0: you, you a You need to nourish bit, your, so.
2: your, your soul a bit, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: We mm-hmm. just had to like openly communicate like okay what is it that you need what is it that I need like how can we both get a little bit of what we need.
0: Right? No. And I think that's beautifully said. And I love Arash, you said, nourish your soul. Cause it's true. It's like, you have to put that nourishment back into you, especially us as mamas. Like we give so much, especially in the beginning to our babies, especially you, our twins. It's like, you literally are depleting yourself and then you're not like putting back into you. So it's really important to, to do the due diligence and find those ways to do it. So for Sarah, for you. So Arash said, he goes and like, read the book. So what do you like to do to kind of self-care and put back into yourself and, and nourish your soul?
1: I think for me, like, I love, um, like, cooking. I think that before I had kids, like, I would, I loved cooking and baking. And, like, I think he noticed, like, as soon as we had kids, like, I, like, barely cooked or baked because I was just so, like, tired all the time. <laughs> and any, like, free moment I had, I didn't want to, like, go back in the kitchen. Right. So, like, you know, like, being able to like, still have fun with that. Like I love like looking at new recipes or um, if I wanted to like go take pictures, like I love photography and like, I love editing photos. So like, that's something that I love doing. So if, whether it's like, I go out for like an hour on my own and just kind of like do my own thing, that, that, that kind of just helps nourish my soul a little bit. And also like, you know, the pampering, like getting a massage. Cause I think that like Having kids, especially with twins, like, it's such a physical thing that, like, you know, I'm every week, like, lifting thousands of pounds and my body is just, like, physically, it's in pain sometimes. So, like, I need, like, to go get a an hour massage and that, like, just makes me feel so much more recharged and energized.
0: Yeah. And good for you. Like for knowing that, you know, it's like, same with me. Like some days I'm like, I gotta get a facial. I gotta get a massage. I gotta get in the back. Like, you know, it's like, sometimes I just journal in my, you know, my, in my gratitude journal. It's like, you just have to do what you have to do to feel that. Like you said, putting back into you and getting to be like, okay, I enjoy doing this. I feel like, I love that you said that that you used to cook and bake all the time. And then you kind of lost that. It's like, I think a lot of us, especially as mamas, we do kind of lose sight for a minute of things that we were so enjoying and were so passionate about because we get you know so busy and so overwhelmed and so inundated especially you with twins and so it's like oh my gosh I don't want to be put in that position after I have a moment from my twins I want to just like veg and do nothing and I think Yeah, (laughs) You know, and I think it's, 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 it's hard sometimes to find the balance. Like I know for me, some days I just want to lay there and do nothing. And I'm like, okay, but I really can't be just mindless. Like I need to do something for myself, but I have to push myself to do that because some days I just want to sit there and do nothing.
2: But that's really important. I actually had an executive coach that um, she told me on Sundays, don't feel guilty about laying in bed and reading the newspaper for all, you know, and, and watching films. That's really important. So, um, I can't really yeah. do that anymore with kids, but yeah. you know, when they nap, we, you know, we'll try to do something, whether it's, if wait, we'll is this is so interesting.
0: Her, so what, yeah. what did the co- like, what did the coach say about this?
2: Well, this is before kids because I'm a big doer. I feel bad if I'm not accomplishing or doing something Yeah. Um, and her advice to me was that, um, to open up more creative brain space, um, to be more productive at work. Um, to be more creative and, and come up with ideas for my business um, that I needed to give myself a break that, you know, I, I needed to have one day that I was just disconnected and off that I wasn't, you know, I used to go to coffee shops on Sundays and strategize for the week and, and, you know, send emails to my colleagues expecting a response back or to my team. And, and, and I had to get away from that. I need, I needed to just pause for a second, So she said, she gave me an exercise. She said, I want you to get up, have your coffee, but like lay in bed, read the paper, um, watch a film and, uh, maybe another one. I want you to do nothing.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's, I mean, see, I love that You said that because I do have moments where I feel like that. And then I do feel guilty and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just laying here doing nothing. Like I should be productive. I should be checking emails. I should be Looking at style conversations I should be doing something. And I love that you said that because I think a lot of us feel guilty about doing nothing and just laying there and relaxing.
2: Yeah, that's that's one reason actually. I liked when we would visit Europe because on Sunday everything in Europe, in most European cities, it it's closed. Mm-hmm. So um, so that that I think it's important to have one day of of a bit of a rest from right. a rest from that.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's I think that's great, and 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 I agree with you. And I have to do some of my own practicing of that too and it's so interesting right like how like the US versus like some other countries like Europe like how we're always go 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 and like there's just never an off button and there's never a downtime you have to literally create it for yourself and like create those boundaries and it's so interesting like where in Europe like they know there needs to be a day of just like nothing
2: yeah and I think I think that off button is important if you have kids as well right? Because I don't think we want to raise kids that are constantly on their phones, constantly on social media. I feel that they need to be connected to us and and to their friends and to their family. So maybe we can teach those values early.
0: Well, and I love that you brought that up. That's such a great point. I mean, obviously, there are only two. But are there things you guys are doing with the twins to start that kind of that culture of what you're sharing and what you do want for them?
1: A little young. I feel
0: like they're still like a little young. Like
1: we obviously like we try to like limit screen time, and of course, little- we all do. <laughs> we all do that, but like
0: obviously sometimes you know we don't. But yeah, of course. I it's like listen. There's-, there's some days where it's like you can limit screen time, It's not a big deal. There's other days where you just have to get through, and you're like, okay, yeah, you're just to get, to get through, through it.
1: Yeah,
2: we we have family over a lot. Yeah,
0: know? we are
1: very like I would say social, like with our family, and so. friends.
2: Yeah, we have we always like to host and have people over.
1: that's something that we want them to kind of like be around and you know not not for them to like be afraid of like meeting new people and and that sort of thing
2: we're um we're persians so it comes it's par for the course there's there's (laughs) always somebody here there's always somebody cooking
0: always (laughs) i love that that's the kind of household i want to be in i'm like
2: terrible
0: like i'm like i barely cook i cook like once in a blue moon like if i get home chef or if I get something super simple to like create because I'm just I'm I'm not like you Sarah who like enjoys cooking I've always gotten anxiety from cooking I used to love baking I actually now like you saying that need to get more into it but like my husband's a cook but he works you know long hours so like he'll cook in the evening or on the weekends but it's like really like we'll host on the weekends like for barbecues here and there but like I kind of grew up with that so I love that you guys are saying that because I grew up with that with like my grandmother being like Italian everything always like everyone being over and like having feasts and this and that and I just think that's so amazing and so important for connection like you said and getting to spend that you know time together with family and friends so I think that's beautiful that your culture you know really does do that and you're continuing that with your twins thank you yeah thank Yeah. You. Um, Is there other, I would just, I'm just curious, I want to ask you guys some more business um, questions about, you know, both of your businesses, but before we get into that, I'm just curious, is there any other advice in the like hashtag you know mom life dad life zone you know of being twin parents that you'd want to share for my listeners because there are so many parents and like moms to be that do listen I'm just curious Is anything else that comes to mind that you know for you guys that you're like oh wow I wish someone said this to me or oh wow I you know I wish that I had known this like that you'd want to share
1: um I think for for me it was um Really learning to ask for help and not Mm -hmm. assuming that people know what you need, like, especially as a new parent, like you shouldn't be afraid to like ask someone to come over if like you just need like an hour to nap or like if you need to like take a nice shower. I feel like in the beginning, it's like a really constant struggle. So not being afraid to ask for what you need and want. I think that that's really important as
0: a new parent too. Yes. Well said. So true. I don't
2: think there's one recipe or formula for parent parenting. I think um, everybody has their own way. Everybody has their own journey and don't pursue perfection. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's, there's not a perfect mom or a perfect dad.
0: Yes. So true. (laughs) Especially well said with like social media, obviously we're all on it, but like, I know for me, like a major part of my, trigger of my postpartum depression was social media because I was feeling like the non-perfect mom and I was comparing myself to all these people I shouldn't compare myself to. So I, I appreciate that you said that and share that because I think a lot of times we do get sucked in and we do think, oh, this person's perfect because of this and, oh, they're doing this, you know, perfect because of that. And I think it's important to say like, there is no perfect parenting and there is, like you said, no recipe and like no formula to doing this. Like it's all about ebbs and flows and like what works for each individual and what works for each family unit.
2: Yeah. There's a saying comparison is the, is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And, and so you, um, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful time when you have a child and I think you should enjoy every, every minute and soak it up and don't compare yourself and don't beat yourself up, you know, thinking that you're not doing a good job because more than likely you're doing a great job
0: yeah so true we're all doing a great job we're all we're all surviving we're all keeping our children alive we're all doing you know the best we can do it's like some days i feel like super mom other days like i barely survived i'm like oh okay you're still alive i'm still here we're making this work you know it's like that's really well said and i think that you know a lot of parents appreciate you guys saying that and being so vulnerable and sharing that because again i think there is a disconnect When it comes to social media and then like real parent life, a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing my best. And it's like you guys said, like you're doing a great job and know that and like don't compare. And I I love that you brought that quote because I I reference that a lot. It's true. It's like you don't want to compare even though a lot of us do do it. And so going into that, I wanted to ask both of you, you know, being entrepreneurs besides obviously being twin parents, how is it now? Being entrepreneurs and like what you're doing in both of your businesses, and you know, how you kind of make things happen for each of you, and of course, also support each other. But, like, also to the social media extent, when I when we were just saying about comparing, like, do you have moments where sometimes you do compare without meaning to because you are, you know, in that world? I'm curious just kind of about both of your entrepreneurship, and you guys can obviously, you know, answer together individual.
1: Yeah, I mean I think of course like you it's hard sometimes not to because like as a new parent you you're still kind of like navigating the waters so on social media you might see like someone else that recently had a baby or I mean, like sometimes I'll like see someone and I'm like, how did they how did they bounce back? Like I still don't fit into like my pre-pregnancy clothes and it's yep. like two years later. So
0: Listen, I like, always say F the bounce back. I I'm like, F how do people
1: how can someone do that in like two months they're back in their old jeans? I'm like, yep. that's crazy. So yep. I've definitely found myself like looking and comparing in that sense. I think it's more of like you know, how do they have it all together? Um, and, and it's hard kind of not to in such a, I feel like, physical space not to compare yourself in that aspect um, because, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, woman's body is such a beautiful thing. And like, I carry two humans inside of me. So I try not to like be so hard on myself. And- yeah.
0: And you look amazing. So like, ah, thank you. You. <laughs> thank but you. I, but I know what you're saying and I totally get it. And like, I've been there where like, I've been, you know, like in target getting something and they're like, Oh my God, how far along are you? And I just want to go into a corner and cry because yeah. I'm like, wanna- no thanks I'm a you know a few months out of having my baby and like I definitely haven't gotten back down to what I thought I was going to do. and that's why like I did that whole episode about F the bounce back because I just yeah think there is such a like a you know this like stigma of like oh but you'll bounce back after a week and it's like that's just so not like practical nor is it even fair to us mamas like who carried one let alone two babies and, right. you know, and then go through birth and all these things, and you're supposed to just like bounce back and be like, "Oh, here's my body, and here are my pre-pregnancy genes." Like most people, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, and I think it, it just
1: goes back to like what I've learned is to like really be kind to yourself because you know you've accomplished so much, and like you've brought another human being into this world. So it's like you have to just learn to like love your new body or like just give yourself time like you're not gonna you know you see someone on social media like wow they've they're back in their old jeans they bounce back like not everyone's the same like everyone has a different journey like different timing so just really being able to recognize that I think helps.
0: Right yeah completely I and I, I appreciate you saying that because I think again Especially the kindness, especially the grace to yourself and knowing like that everyone is different and that you do have to be kind to yourself is so key. And so like with your entrepreneurship, Sarah and like what you're doing, you know, with your blog and like with fashion and everything, do you feel like you kind of carry that over from being a mom of twins into your business? Like how does that, you know, match up and correlate for you? Um, I think it's it's definitely like
1: made me think twice about like a certain partnership because I have to think like, okay, long term, how is this gonna affect my business? Like how is it gonna affect my family? And I try to, you know, not bring my kids into like every project and still um respect their privacy. Like even though they're still young and like they can't really communicate that. Like I still want that to be like a choice for them in the future and not just kind of like throw them into different partnerships if it's like you know, baby related or mom related, but I just try to like, really like to have a good balance and, and being able to like respect their privacy too. But there are partnerships that I like, you know, in all the pr- partnerships I've worked with a lot of 99% is like brands that I'm already like following. I'm loyal to, I'm like a regular customer to. So it's just sharing that information like, okay, yes, I love like honest baby products or, you know this t- this kind of diaper so it's just being able to like make it an organic brand partnership and if it makes sense I'll bring them into it and if it doesn't like I'll totally keep it separate um so it's just being able to kind of like take it on a project by project basis
0: yeah and, 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 same here, like I do the same thing. It's like when things work and it's something I'm genuinely using, I'm like, absolutely. I'd love to use that. Or if it's something I haven't used before, I'm like, well, let me dabble in this. Let me see. Yeah. Let me if try I like it. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, you know, I'm curious, like, as far as like the actual entrepreneurship piece for you, like with your business do you feel like when you take on some of these partnerships, like, do you have to say to yourself, like, okay, I'm not going to work on that today because like, I am busy in motherhood or like, oh, I am going to focus on this because this needs to happen. Like, how does that work for you with being, you know, a mom, a working mom, you know, and a twin mom? Like, how does that, how does that play out for you?
1: I think for me, I found the best way is to really schedule out my time. Like, you know i have an office downtown so like i tell myself and i tell like our family and arash i'm like okay monday wednesday and friday like are my days to go to the office and like those are the days i'm going to carve out for like work and projects and really be focused and then like tuesdays and thursdays are my days that i'm going to be with the kids like take them to classes the park um like grocery shopping different things different activities so i think just having like a consistent schedule that's really helped me, um, kind of give my, my all to both aspects of like entrepreneurship and being a mom. And obviously like sometimes it'll cross over, like, you know, I may not get to the office on Fridays and that's okay. So it's just about scheduling my time and communicating it with like my family and Arash.
2: Yeah. I think being a parent, um, gives you something called laser focus, (laughs) right? That because you really literally do not have the time um, and you don't have time to waste. So for for me, I just became really laser focused about what I was going to spend my time on, what conference calls for work I would take, what I what I wouldn't, what I can delegate. I became a much better delegator. And for me, my um, bed and bath time with the kids is pretty sacred. So as soon as I get home, you know, I would I used to pop open my laptop and continue to do more work and and sort of, you know, eat dinner as quickly as possible and do more work. But now. Um, when I get home that 's my time that two hours is my time with the kids and and my assistant and my entire team, and even my clients know that i 'm not reachable from six to eight p m so yeah. you know unless it unless it 's so urgent and and nothing is that urgent right, right. People can wait. so yeah um, so I really learn to train people to work around my schedule, and I know that 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 's not ideal for everybody, but i 'm very good at communicating in advance and, and, and training people and telling them these are windows of time that I'm just not going to be available.
1: Yeah. I think setting that expectation from the beginning, it really, you know, it kind of like teaches people in a way to go about abide by your schedule and really respect it. And, you know, obviously there will be those times where something is very urgent and like it needs your attention right away. But I think just, you know, you have to kind of learn to say no more. I've, I've been like, I've learned that being selective with my time is something um, that's really important. As, like, a new parent and an entrepreneur before, like, I used to, like, say yes to every event and, like, you know, yes to every project, but it's, like, now I have to be a lot more selective with my time, events I go to. Um, I just have to think more long-term, like, how is this going to help my business?
0: Right. Yeah. And I I think that's really great that you say that because same here, I've had to get like laser focused, like use it a rush and also be very selective in what I choose to do. And like, I did used to go to every single event and go to everything. And now I'm like, I can't do that this week because I have to to focus on these projects and then make time for my daughter. And like, and you can't feel guilty about that. Like you just have to know it's like a new transition in your journey. And it's just getting more and more, like you said, selective in being able to do what you want to do, especially being able to thrive as an entrepreneur. Because I think too, since I am an entrepreneur, like I completely, you know, get you guys. And it's like, I think a lot of times people don't understand that an entrepreneur versus someone who works at an office, it's like not saying one or the other is is better or whatever. They're completely different, but you have a way set schedule when you work in corporate. And, you know, we all kind of came from like that world. So we understand like that was a very set, and time and you know what's happening. And then you kind of sign off in the entrepreneur world. It's like, we have to literally create those pockets to sign off because you don't really ever get a true break. In my opinion, as an entrepreneur, you're, no, you're you really don't. they,
2: uh, they say you kill what you eat, right? You create right. Your So when you work in corporate, it's great because you have a uh, steady paycheck coming every two weeks. But when you're an entrepreneur, you, you create your own opportunity, right? So you can't stop the hustle either.
0: Exactly. And so it's like, same, same here. And I'm always like checking in with myself and going, okay, today's the hustle. Like tomorrow I've got to like find a moment to like chill and like let myself have that time with my daughter. And it's like, it's very hard for me as an entrepreneur to find those moments of like being allowed to turn off. And I'm still teaching people around me, like when I do sign off and when I'm not available. And so I think it's great, Arash, that like you do that and that you've, you know, made that work for you. Because I think that's a really great tip. Obviously we all have different schedules, but you have to be able to communicate like, Hey, this is what's happening. So I'm not going to be able to be available for like what you necessarily need. So how do we make this work? And I think that's a huge piece in it.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, perfect example is the podcast. Like, you know, like my schedule, your guys' schedule today, coordinating three different schedules, you know, (laughs) my daughter, you know, it's like, well we made it work, but it's just like, you know, it is that communication and, and you know, that constant uh, transparency, I think is huge when it comes to, you know, that entrepreneurship and, and and really setting those boundaries. And it's something that I'm still learning how to set boundaries too. So I think it's great that you, know, you guys do that. And, you know, you guys are both very inspiring, you know, being that you are twin parents and both, you know, major entrepreneurs. Like, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing and, and sharing, you know, real life as well as on social media. And, And truly, like, why, you know, I was interested in having you guys on. So before I let you guys go, I would just love for you to share anything else about, you know, your businesses. Before I have you plug yourself. share anything else about your businesses that maybe you'd want us to know. Or anything else you want us to know just about, you know, you guys or advice. Like, any little gems to leave my audience with.
2: You want to take that, sir? (laughs) Why don't you go Um. first? Well, I, I, mean, I, I actually speak a lot on business and I speak to universities about business and a lot of, um, young college kids reach out to me asking me for advice. And, you know, I think that the first job that you get isn't, isn't the job that you'll have forever. So I would just take every opportunity that you get and learn and extract and build your network. I think that as far as being an entrepreneur or being successful in business, it's all about your network now. So You know, if if you have that latitude and you don't have kids, go to every event, get to know people, build that network, make those connections. And be kind to people, because you never know when that person will be running a company uh, where you need something. And that's what um, I teach my team. As well. I think kindness is really important. And no it's one so wants important. to deal with an awful person anymore in business. No.
0: And and I love that you said that. And my dad has always taught me that too when I was growing up, because my dad also is an entrepreneur and like really grew his business, you know, from the bottom up and thirty years later and very successful. And he used to always say to me, like, be kind, be humble, never forget where you started and like three degrees of separation, like people Change jobs, like you said. You never know when someone's going to be at the top, so like you always be kind because you just don't know where people are going to wind up, and you never burn your bridges. So I love yeah. that you you know that you share that, Arash, and I think that's great advice.
1: Um, for me, I think it's you know even recently I've learned this for myself. It's just that you know you I think you really need to identify how you want your audience to feel when they visit your page or your website. You know what's their takeaway, and for me, it's you know as of late, I I mean I I've reconfirmed this over and over with my audience, and you know I really want it to be a space where I provide like useful information and a space where they can like take information and use it in their own lives. Um, So I think that just being able to like identify that for your brand and for your business, like how you want your audience to feel when they come to your page, like do you want them to feel inspired, informed. And, and really being able to identify that i think that helps you kind of le- um, build the groundwork for where you want your brand to go
0: yeah I think that the best both from both of you like great you know great advice for young kids that are trying to be entrepreneurs great advice for those that may be like you know in between trying to figure out what they're doing it like really right. resonates on you know so many like different levels and I always ask this question with my parents or moms or dads that I have in my podcast right now in the state of your parenthood and what you guys are doing, what is your biggest pet peeve right in this moment? And what is the most rewarding for you right now?
1: For me, I think that the interrupted sleep is like my biggest pet peeve. Like I, I feel like it's been a few years where I've gotten like only maybe our vacation that we had where we got uninterrupted sleep. Um, and then I think the biggest reward is, you know, really being able to watch them grow. Like it just goes by so fast and, you know, trying to like savor every moment and really having quality time with them and just, you know, little things like that, little first words and, you know, first, lots of firsts. So yeah. being able to that is so rewarding.
0: Right. Yeah. And the, sleep, pet, and the sleep will come, right? Yeah, <laughs> my, uh, yeah, I hope.
2: my pet peeve is I'm a fixer. And when I can't fix a two-year-old having a tantrum, uh, <laughs> I can, it can be frustrating.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: but that's just how they are. And you yeah. just show them love, you know, and understanding. And I think the biggest reward is, is just the way they, my daughter jumps on me and says, daddy, or looks at me. Um, and, uh, and the way seeing my parents uh, interact with my kids. Um, just the amount of joy and pleasure that they give to them. I I just
1: it's almost like they're reliving like having you as a child and like me as a child. It's just like they're reliving it, but they're actually able to like enjoy it. Whereas like, you know, as parents you're really like in the thick of it and sometimes it's hard to like step back and really enjoy the moment. So I think that, you know, being able to give that to both of our parents, like it's so rewarding too. Like they love being grandparents. So
0: Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. And I completely agree with you guys on the rewarding. It's like watching, you know, your little one grow and getting to watch them explore the world and just be able to take so much in. You're like, wow, they're so amazed by the world. It's so cool. You know, to watch them, you know, go through that and watch them grow and evolve—it's just like the most magical thing in the world. And my pet pee would probably be the yeah. thing. I'm on that with you, Sarah. Like, I'm yeah. like, whenever I'm doing something, like, mama, 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 and it's like you want to melt but at the same time. You're like, can I just have a minute? Just a minute. Like, you know, it's. Like, yeah. So I love that you guys shared that. And before I let you both go, can you guys please? Plug yourselves. Let us know where we can find you on social media. Sarah, your blog, all that good stuff, so we can have everyone check you out. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I am StyleMBA.com. That's my website and my blog, um, and I update it every week. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah S-A-R-A Azani.
2: And you can um reach me on Instagram. I'm A R A S H Arash Triple Seven. Hit
1: me up. <laughs> anytime if you need advice yeah, let any me know questions anything we'd love to
0: chat with you guys more awesome well thank you guys both for being on continue to kill it as twin parents and entrepreneurs you're inspiring all of us and uh till next time cheers bye. Thanks, Allie. You know. thank you. Bye.
1: bye hi i'm kate and i'm liz and we host the mom deconstructed podcast we interview moms to find out the real story of their mothering journey Motherhood is the most difficult job there is, but unless we allow ourselves to create community and accept the help of others, it can be a very lonely endeavor. Let's get beyond the superficial, delve into the dreams that inspire us, the struggles that test us, and the conversations that connect us. You can listen to Mom Deconstructed anywhere you get your podcasts from the Parents on Demand Network and at momdeconstructed.com.